0: yeah, everyone. Episode 145 with me is about to start. And welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafal Matuszewski. And today we're going to dive into another episode about nutrition. Because, you know, my audience has been listening to me. And, you know, I usually tell everybody to add me on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, and reach out to me and tell me what you want to know. So recently I had a person add me on Facebook, I messaged them and said, what's up, are you a fan of my show? They said yes, and I always ask, is there any topic you want me to cover? And it kind of seems that nutrition always pops up, so I'm going to do another episode on nutrition and kind of layer it on top of the ones that I've already done. And before I get into that, as always, we're going to do some shout-outs to a couple new cities listening to my show. And I'm really, really excited about this one because my new number one city that listens to my show is Sydney, Australia. Shout-out to everyone in Australia listening to my show. Thank you so much. I feel so blessed to have international listeners. Number two is Dallas, Texas. Shout-out to everyone in texas and number three is another city in australia and i hope i do not butcher this name but it's strathfield hopefully i said that right so shout out to everyone in australia and you know what i'm going to do another shout out it's the number seven city that uh, listens to my show and the reason why i'm um bringing this up because it's another city in australia it's castle hill Shout out to Australia. Thank you for the love and support. Maybe this is a sign that I need to go there and check out that beautiful country. So let's jump in and talk about nutrition. So, if you listen to my previous episodes of nutrition, I always talk about, you know, habits, I talk about focusing on one thing at a time and I also talk talk about you know protein as being like kind of the first step in getting into a good groove and on the way to success. Now before I get into some more detailed things people need to make the mindset shift from you know if I change my eating habits and go super restrictive, whatever you decide to do, and in your head that you have this idea that, oh, in eight weeks, 12 weeks, my entire body's going to change and I'm going to be this shredded Greek god that you see chiseled in ancient Rome and ancient Greece, like, that's not going to happen. You know, marketers out there do a really good job in the fitness and health industry, portraying this idea that you know if you follow this diet all of your issues in the last 10 20 years that you built up with bad eating habits is just going to go away and that's just far beyond from the truth so rather than thinking of 8 to 12 weeks I'm all, I'm going to be able to change everything lose 30 pounds and blah blah blah, blah. it's probably not going to happen Think of, you know, a year from now, three years from now is what you want to think of. So say you decided that, all right, I'm going to be serious about my nutrition. I'm going to give myself three years of practice to see the result I want. That almost takes off the pressure and allows you to have more room for error because you're not going to be perfect changing how you eat and your entire lifestyle like it's going to take some time so that's my rule for you that if you are a fitness enthusiast and you're thinking of I want to change up my diet and finally take control over my life give yourself three years it's always going to take a lot longer than you think and then all the coaches listening with clients you know, yeah, you can do some great transformations with people that are those types that, you know, you're like, okay, I want you to do this and they do it right away. But those clients are a rare gem. For the most average person, three years is probably a good timeline for them to see change. And if you looked at it as a business perspective, imagine if you were approaching every client that they're going to be with you long term. Like that's, income coming in and if rather than switching them into a six to eight week strict diet and they lose all their weight and they're good to go like I would rather have a client and develop a relationship with them for three years than having them stick around for three months they lose a bunch of weight they leave you because they think they're done and then they gain all the weight back and it takes them a little bit longer to come back to you and be like hey this is what happened so I rather develop a long relationship now, the other thing in that kind of aspect of th- three years is that you need to develop a lot of patience and keep consistent. You know, I had a client um, that had been training recently in person for I think it might have been six, seven months now. And she was telling me the other day that, She's like, okay, so total weight loss right now is 30 pounds. And I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. And you know what's even more amazing is that she's coming in one day a week and she's never missed one session. And coming in one day a week is that consistency. And I've said that on my show a bunch of times. It's like you can do a lot of great things with small changes. Her one small change was coming to the gym for the very first time ever in her life one day a week and she never would ever ever miss and then that trickled into an effect of like okay if I'm going to the gym one day a week I can do these other small things during the week to kind of layer on top I always teach clients about layering you know things that can benefit your health and they can be small things but when you add up it all together over time it adds up So, to end that little thing, it's going to take a long time. Develop patience and be consistent. Now, what I want to go into is something a little bit more, I would call it advanced, and it's calories. So, everyone that I get that's a nutrition um, client, they always ask, well, so how many calories should I be eating? How many calories should I be eating? And it's like, okay, first of all, let's focus on the basics. So, for the sake of this episode... Let's say I have a nutrition client. They've been with me for a while. They've developed fundamentals that are going to progress them into the next thing. This is where calories would come into play. So there's a lot of different um, formulas out there on calories. And you can use them. You know, there's some that are really, really specific where they account your activity level, your height, your age, everything. But this is how I do it. So if I had a nutrition client, they've worked with me, say, four months, for example. And they've developed some good habits. They kind of figure out what works for them and their lifestyle. And now, because we've developed some fundamentals, I'll ask them, all the food that you're eating right now, I want you to track it into an app and let me know how many calories you're eating right now. And because they kind of developed a groove of what they're doing... They have a pretty good idea of how many calories they're getting in. So on average, I'll get them to track three days worth of where their calories are at, and say for the sake of the argument, they are at eighteen hundred calories per day, and they're kind of at a point where, you know, they're kind of plateaued. Maybe like they still feel good, they have a lot of energy, but they that initial weight loss in the very beginning is kind of like fallen off. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Um, We're at 1800. Let's experiment with cutting 200 calories out. So now they're at, you know, 1600. And all we do is to make it even more simpler, what I think of 200 calories, if I had to adjust it to the individual, I'll tell them every meal that you're eating have three less bites. It might sound stupid but if you actually add those three bites off every single meal I would argue that that could calculate to that 200 calorie deficit. Because the moment you start tracking calories you're gonna realize a lot of different things of you know how much food you're actually consuming. So to kind of make it a little bit more clear I always kind of advocate people eating, you know, three to four meals only because when it comes to dieting and creating a deficit, if this person that we're making up is eating 1600 calories and you divided that by like five meals, for example, that's 320 calories um, per meal. And if you actually calculated 320 calories per meal and looked at the amount of food, you're going to feel really deprived and you're going to be like, I hate my life. Whereas if you had, say, like three meals with that 1,600 calories, that's 533 um, calories and those meals are going to be a little bit bigger. So you're not going to feel so deprived. So what you can do is rather than being so numbers based because again this is so individual this is just like an example this is not the end all be all because if I told someone to cut 200 calories they might get obsessive with numbers and all they can think about is numbers and that's just going to create more problems down the road rather than rather if I say you know when you're eating I want you to take two to three less bites than usual and if that if we're following the concept of three meals taking three bites less, that's nine bites less per day, and those nine bites can actually add up to your 200 calories. You know, if you actually weigh out and measure your food, you'd be surprised, you know, how many of you might be actually overeating. So recently, personally for me, um, I wanted to cut weight, and you know, I was tracking my calories and I was eating 1900 uh, per day. And in two months, I dropped 20 pounds only because I started weighing my food and making sure that I was having adequate protein. And because I eat three meals a day, I actually didn't really feel that deprived other than I had some cravings for like sugar. But, you know, that was kind of sustainable for myself because if I had to cut that into five or six meals, I would probably kill myself. But again, you'd be surprised um, how much food um, equals to calories when you actually start tracking it. And then you might even realize like, holy crap, I've been overeating this whole time. So imagine the average person that doesn't track or look at portion sizes has been eating that way for years that stuff adds up just like my uh, thing earlier about consistency with my client the only little thing she changed was coming to the gym once a week and that you know added up over time and she saw some result so same thing with food if you're not tracking or looking at portion sizes that adds up over time not right away but it does add up So an example is like, say, you're eating healthy, and you decide to have a bite of a Snickers bar every single day to cut that craving out. You know, maybe right now it won't do anything, but five years from now, if you continue that habit, that would probably equal to some sort of weight gain. So when you're tracking calories, you know, if you're not so obsessive with numbers, it's a good thing. If you are... I only use it as a tool to kind of make people realize. So with my client example here, you know, getting them to track their food after developing all these fundamental habits, they averaged 1800 calories, and I want them to create a deficit a little further to see that weight loss um, go down, then by telling them, depending on what kind of person they are, by eating three bites less than food and I want them to actually have three bites on their plate and then set it aside as leftovers for the next day is a lot, you know, more... I would call it even more gentle of an approach if someone's had, you know, an experience of, like, binge eating, diet cycling, like, things like that. Like, I try to give actual, actionable steps that won't cause more harm than good people look at nutrition as a restrictive and hard thing to do but if you approach every situation differently for the individual then you'll have a higher um, success rate you know this is why when i get a new client for nutrition They always ask, like, well, how does it work? And I'm like, fuck, well, it really, really depends on you. You as an individual. This is why I like developing relationships with people to figure out what works best for them. Like, I can't give a black and white answer that, okay, well, you know, in this nutrition program, you're going to be eating this many calories, you're going to be focusing on this list of food. Like, it doesn't work for everyone. I've had clients like that where they work best with, Okay, tell me what I need to eat every day and I'll do it. Like I literally had an online coaching client that was a CEO of a company and he was just like, okay, tell me what I need to eat, create a meal plan for me and I'm going to get my chef to cook me all these foods and I'll just bring him to work. And that worked for him. But for other people, that might not be the best approach. So when it comes to numbers, I find that the majority of the people that I get have had some bad experiences with dieting, and I don't want them to be so numbers-based. I just want to kind of sprinkle that in, see how they react. If they're not obsessive about it, maybe later down the road I'll add a little bit more. This is how I tailor things to people. So all the fitness enthusiasts listening, if you've never counted calories before, You know, and you've seen that plateau. I would highly recommend going on like MyFitnessPal, track your food there for three days, get the average, and then create a little deficit of like 100 to 200 calories by just eating a little less. See how the body feels. Write down like I get people to write down how they feel when they change anything in their diet. Like make mental notes. So say you do. A deficit and you're hungry all the freaking time, and you can't function. Maybe that deficit was a little bit too much, or maybe you're not eating enough protein to kind of crave those hunger cues. Like, listen to your body and try not to obsess over the small little details. Counting calories can be a really useful tool, but on the flip side, can actually cause. A lot more harm than good and spiral you out of control i've seen it happen so be very very careful of how you utilize these things uh, hopefully i didn't ramble on too much about it but that's how i kind of approach calorie counting it's a good tool if you use it correctly just like anything else in life uh, if you have any more questions feel free to reach out um, add me on facebook instagram you know, email me, whatever you got to do. And I'm happy to answer any of your questions. I take requests for guests. I take requests for any topics. I just want to help you guys out. So to end the show off, as always, share Share, 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 share this podcast with your friends and family on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or whatever social media platform you're on. If you are not on the Cut to Shit, Get Fit newsletter, I highly recommend you click the show notes and put your email in as I email out a great newsletter every Monday with a lot of great stuff. So check that out. And that is it for me. Until next time, you guys.